In a world where global communication is connecting us in many ways, we need to stay connected anytime, anywhere, any place. Welcome to the world of Athelos. Hello and welcome to Athelos World and our series of In Conversation podcasts. My name is Sabera and today we are in conversation uh, with Cecilia Liu. And uh, Cecilia is a trainer, coach and mentor and one of our newest global ambassadors on the Athelos Global Ambassador Program. Welcome, Cecilia, to the uh, podcast. How are you keeping and how are you feeling most of all? Hi, Sivar. Um, I'm sitting in Canada, and how am I keeping? Well, I've based myself for the past 19 years in Hong Kong, where I was originally from. But at a young age, um, the family immigrated to Canada. And 20 years ago, I uh, wanted a change, and I also wanted to reconnect with my own culture. So mm-hmm. off I went, I decided to move back to Hong Kong. Um, my first 18 years of corporate administration career in Canada allowed me to understand the type of work that I enjoy, understand my strengths, understand um, myself, uh, within a corporate environment, and I think that served to be a foundation for where, you know, for the next 20 years, how my mm-hmm. career evolved. Um, and communications was something that I realized that I had strength and fascination about. It's always interests right. me, and to this, to this day, uh, it's an evolving journey, how we communicate with others and with ourselves. Every person is different. So every day we have to adapt uh, what we've learned. Um, And I think the three space of my work is communications and then cross-cultural and inclusion work. And then the third is career and personal development, helping others transition, um, you know, in their new environment or across something totally different. And the first is very clear, you know, for the, for the next 10 years upon my relocation, I chose some of the very interesting projects that I understand that, um, you know, that I want to continue to hone my communication skills and how to learn from others. And then in the process of learning about and reconnecting with my own culture, I came to understand how important that cultural nuance and the cultural differences is within a lot of contexts. So gradually, I also incorporate that into my work. So if I go into a company and I do consulting and, and, and training or coaching, I put my cultural lens on the situation and, and, and look at the situation. Okay, wh- where is the gap? And what happened here? And a lot of time, it comes back to that lack of understanding and lack of, you know, our ability to adapt ourselves across others. And when I say culture, it also involves a lot of subcultures. Personality yeah. is a big one. You know, 
I mean, it, it, people move around so much these days. It doesn't matter. You're, you're from, you know, you're, you're based in London, but you're in Pakistan. And I haven't asked you ethnically where you're from. So everyone's cultural DNA, it's very different. Um, and then over time, it just evolved into more um, cultural work. And depending on which continent you sit on, Mm-hmm. that content can also be adapted for inclusion, which is extremely relevant in our times. You know, over the past year and two, uh, Hong Kong had experienced its cultural unrest and then it rolled right into COVID. And then in North America, that also had the political and the election and, and now, you know, BLM and then now anti-Asian so everything just rolled right in. And my work isn't just to train people, educate people specifically on my own culture. Um, it doesn't matter what the topic is. In the end, I encourage people to connect with every person that you come across with a little bit of knowledge about the other person's culture. But the two other supporting elements has to be your skills, your communication skills. How do, you, how do you listen more than you talk? And how do you learn to ask good questions to bring out what you're assuming in your head so the other person can confirm for you whether or not you're assuming or you're being biased and whatnot. So I think that is an important element to minimize conflict and minimize misunderstanding um, in our world of connectedness and communication. Yeah. So, and then, so do you think that, Yeah, go that, ahead. Go ahead. Do you think then that, you, you know, you've mentioned some of your kind of background and early kind of days in with both the cultural context and that you're in the communication space. Do you think that that's then been your kind of um, North Star or compass in wanting to do more and then obviously becoming an ambassador that you felt that you could utilize these skills but they needed to be more than just mainstreamed in the workplace or in the consultancy space that there's clearly a lot more to offer and a lot more to do and that you feel you felt compelled to to step up as it were would, would i be right in kind of thinking that? I'm, I'm, that's the sense i'm getting right um it's always been my desire to merge my work and who I am as a person so that, yep. you know, there's no differentiation between work and play. And I okay. think in my personal life, I advocate the same, um, you know, the mutual respect, the understanding and the connection. How do you connect and engage with the other person mm-hmm. so that you can actually deepen that um, relationship? Um, you know, I think the pandemic has really given many people as well, not just me, more time and space to kind of reflect on yeah. streamlining some of the stuff that we do, whether that's personal or, or work, because some of us do a lot of things and we're all over the place. So I think the pandemic has really um, helped me to focus, focus on what really matters. And I think I... I'm not sure if I shared this with you. I feel that, yes, this is a time where we all need to ask ourselves, how can we 
show up, step up and speak up. And you can take that in whatever context you like to, whether it's showing up in the virtual world, having a conversation like how we're doing, um, ask ourselves, you know, not just be a passive communicator. We need to contribute and we also need to show respect for the other person, not assuming, not having bias and, and try to work on that as much as we can. And, you know, before I come into, come on the Zoom, I need to park all that at the door or, you know, outside the computer and, you know, do the best I can to listen, to ask questions and so that there's mutual sharing. Um, right. And I, and I think the pandemic is a good opportunity. And also when I came across your event, you know, looking for a global ambassador, I said to myself, I go, wow, I think this is a very timely moment. And because I also have that business development marketing background, I'm able to connect some of the dots. How can I use this opportunity to amplify what I'm already doing and Mm -hmm. um, use this platform? And I, you know, it, Somebody, you know, one of the two people that I that I reached out to, they're trying to understand. Okay, how 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 will your company help him to come up with a campaign and all these mm-hmm. questions? And I think the responsibility is on all of us. Okay, you've given us an opportunity to be a global ambassador for one of the SDG. So how can I also leverage that on my own social network, um, mainly LinkedIn? How can I, like, I'm not very active on LinkedIn, but when I do do a posting, there seems to be quite a bit of attraction. So how do we selectively use the opportunity not to kind of overdo it, but be mindful, selective, and qualitative about, you know, what, how, we, how we do this? And, and do you think, I mean, you mentioned a couple of things there. Did you feel that the pandemic gave you time to reflect in a different way that perhaps you would have looked at a worldview and reflect upon yourself and where you are in your life and what what you felt more that you should do to, I don't want to use the word help others because I think that's overused and underemphasized. Did you feel that that provided you with a moment to self-reflect and think, okay, I can either just carry on as I'm carrying on, or I can use these moments to you know, do more. That was the first point. And then sort of moving on from there, you mentioned how you wanted to merge the work that you do and amplify and support. Do you think it's important that everyone, and, and I'm, I don't mean to put you on the spot and ask you to be uh, judgmental towards anyone. So not to say everyone should be doing something, but you mentioned that we all have a responsibility. So that's the point I'm coming to. Do you feel that perhaps we should all take a moment of reflection and think, what can we do to really kind of give others the opportunity to highlight some of the things that they're doing? 
or to amplify, as you said, or to be kinder to other people through the way we act and behave. And, and the point I'm coming to is, do you think that we should all be role models in society or do you think that only certain types of people can be role models? And I'm asking an open-ended question deliberately because I'm keen on your view. I'll answer this one because otherwise I'll forget. Um, <laughs> I, I think 20 years ago, <clears throat> midlife hit, I took a year out, did a lot of you know, work on myself and reflection um, I think at that point, there was a gap. I noticed there was a gap between who I was and, you know, at work and at home. And that's when the work of myself started. So it's not right now I want to merge. It's back then I started that journey already. So that I think, you know, we've seen, it doesn't matter if they're, you know, a leadership of importance or just a normal person off the street, we, we can easily identify someone's all talk and no action, or they often don't do what they say. So I think that element, you know, that gap is often the point where we lose trust from other people because including you know, if you're a parent, that would be including your children because they don't listen because mom is not saying what they're telling me. Their, yeah. their action and, and their word don't match. So I am watching her, but I'm not listening to her. So that's, you know, I, I, I've been a parent, you know, for half of my lifetime. So that early on was the signal for me okay i need to i need to tweak some bad habits about myself so that my child will listen to me i think that was the, the very very first start so do we all have the capacity to model and influence the answer is yes if yeah. we all want to i think that that is a key question i think again i i've always been into personal development um and so i've developed that half a lifetime ago i've developed that you know sense of awareness expand awareness and you know reflective ability and introspective and i think that's part personality and part um of the skills that we can develop if we want to um and the other question is during the pandemic, has that been different? No doubt. I think the pandemic has afforded mm -hmm. the majority of us more time, more space, and it's up to us how to use that time. Um, you know, I already have that habit of, you know, being reflective and introspective. So absolutely, I've got my own space. I'm often in my room doing my work. So those are opportunities for me to even, you know, do it in a, in a much better way. I think Zoom has been my lifesaver during pandemic. It's not because of all the social stuff. It's because we're able to have these deep qualitative conversations with somebody if 
you want to. Um, I've not experienced Zoom fatigue because I've been selective about who I engage. And I think that's very important. Um, I also feel that the pandemic has actually sped up some of the stuff that I wanted to do in, in a very focused way. Um, I don't know if I'm answering your questions, but feel free. No, you are. And, and I'll just respond to that. I think that that's the opportunity that we were able to see. And that's why we launched the Global Ambassador Program when we did. I mean, it was always a plan to do that. Um, but I think some things are timely because of the situation or the environment that you're placed in. So that doesn't mean to say that it's a negative thing. It was a positive thing. And what I felt the pandemic did um, very clearly, uh, apart from, you know, obviously heart goes out to all those people that lost loved ones or were affected, or we were all affected in different ways. But the one thing that was clear for me that this was an opportune time, if I can use that, to bring people together. And whilst that's easy to say as a, as a kind of vision or a, or a kind of high-level goal, um, how do you bring people together? There needs to be some commonality, right? And the only commonality at that time was pain and suffering and um, not knowing what was going on. And I wanted to really kind of tap into everyone's um, inner kind of self. And I know... You know, role models demonstrate many different qualities and, and attributes, but it was trying to go beyond that. And I think what the SDGs did, certainly for us and, and for me, and talking to hundreds of people over Zoom and WhatsApp and various other social media platforms, was that the, the SDGs provided this really beautiful framework that brought us all together. And obviously, everyone's on a different journey, and there were people that were very well advanced in their journey on the SDGs as a company or organization, or they were championing the global goal um, to others that hadn't even heard of it. So it, it really kind of provided this really kind of lovely space to have people like you sort of join. Um, and the one thing that came common through for me from all of that above and beyond that was this notion of respect. And that's why I asked you, you know, you know, what was a kind of like, I guess, sense of wanting to do more. And I think that comes out of a, of a renewed respect for life, renewed respect for other people, and this renewed respect for self through that reflection. And I love this conversation that we're having now. And I love the fact that you've kind of managed to blend work and life into um, providing optimism and creativity for other people. But I want to I go back to sort of a little bit earlier, perhaps in your childhood, if you're happy to share, and ask you, um, do you remember if there was anyone in your life that was a role model? <clears throat> was there any one person or persons that have inspired you, um, changed your life, I guess? Um, I, I think it, it's different. I think my approach... You know, I, I'm, I'm very observant, so I kind of learn by watching other people. It doesn't matter if okay. it's somebody I know or somebody I don't know. Like, if there's something about that, a quality about that person, you know, there, there's something, the, the relevance or the, the connection 
means that there's a seat in yourself with that quality. And if you're not there yet, then you can choose to develop it. Um, you know, every person teaches us about something, about ourselves. So I've gotten to spot why did I react to that person about this? Or what does that person, you know, it's teaching me. And that has been kind of a force for me to continue on my personal journey, my, my growth journey, you can say. Because I, I think that's, it's endless. Like I look at my 94-year-old father and there's something in him that continues to evolve. Right, whether that's level of forgiveness, level of whatever. I think there's a degree in an attribute that we continue to travel on. You know, I, I don't I can't tell you that, oh yes, I've mastered the 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 forgiveness bit, but I don't think so. It really depends on who you're, who you're coming, you know, interacting with on a day-to-day and, or the situation. Um, I think the reason behind why I do what I do is probably the complete opposite. It's because of situations where there was unjust, unfairness, or, um, you know, disrespect mm-hmm. and I and if I think if you talk to enough people there's often a story somewhere in their childhood that kind of led them to yeah. what they do what they do yeah so that so that tells me and I and I resonate with that as well and, and I'm trying to think if there are role models in my life and no one that kind of stood out that was a role model, but I hear what you're saying completely. And I, and I resonate that there were so many people that had um, a connection in my, in me growing up that now I can think back and connect the, connect the dots and think that person shaped my thought process or my outlook on life in this way, or even my behavior. And um, obviously role models come in all shapes and sizes. And we know that you don't have to be, uh, Angelina Jolie to be an ambassador. Uh, we have people like uh, from every everyday life and every walk of life, as it were, and people like yourself who are doing some amazing stuff. Um, what What's your kind of motivation for making the time in the commitment? Because being a role model, obviously, it's an investment of your time, right? We, we kind of understand that, you know, you, that there's something that's moving you and compelling you to do good. There's something that's innate in your DNA through your upbringing and the observations and the interactions you've had in your life that have shaped who you are and how you are today. Is there, is there a motivation? Is there something that you want to achieve and you think you can do that by being a role model? Again, as I said before, it's not, oh, I want to be a role model, therefore I'm doing this. I think it's yeah. the reverse because um, I want to, like I do a lot of mentoring. I think I, you know, I have more than 20 years of mentoring experience, you know, under my belt from being a program founder to a mentor to leadership role to whatever. And I think I've always enjoyed 
formally or informally enjoy passing on my experience and knowledge so that the path of the other person is a little less rocky than mine, a little, you know, smoother than mine. And I think, you know, when I do my workshop, there's a lot of personal insight and wisdom in the content. So I guess that's my way of passing on what's taken me a long time to realize or what's taken me a long time to kind of wake up to so that whoever's sitting in front of me, they get it, you know, whether they're 20 or 30, a lot shorter. And that type of knowledge sharing brings satisfaction because hopefully somebody, you know, can persistent challenge will kind of it becomes a little bit lighter having heard what I said or having, um, you know, after I share my knowledge. So I think that knowledge sharing, experience sharing is at the core of, you know, why, why I, you know, stand in front of people and, and deliver my work, whether it's a speech or what have you. I, I would say that would be, you know, because sometimes we do things subconsciously and if you were to ask me what motivates you i think that would be at the core i don't think i switch on and off between work and and being a person it's like if i shut everything off my interaction with my daughter would be the same you know advocating the mutual respect and i constantly tell her you're not listening you know, you're not listening. So that it's the same thing, whether, you know, it doesn't matter who I interact with. I mean, that that's kind of, I, I guess, you know, the, the thing is to have no gap between my work and who I am as a person. Okay. Interesting to know. Um, I think we're almost at the end of our podcast, Cecilia, and it's been absolutely fascinating listening to your journey, your thoughts, um, obviously your, your passion as well. Um, I want to invite you back on to another podcast so we can continue the conversation. And um, that will be great as a, as a next kind of evolution of the software. Um, now that you're an ambassador, what has been that journey? What are some of the things that you've done uh, and will be doing? So um, thank you very much, for your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure listening to you and I was paying very detailed attention to what you were saying. Um, and I think, you know, we've got the makings of a great uh, opportunity to develop a movement for people around the globe to really make impacts um, on the things that mean something to them. Like I say, Cecilia, thank you very much for your time today. Um, we're going to end the podcast here. And um, we look forward to speaking to you again soon. Yeah, pleasure. Fantastic. Pleasure. Aphelos is the magical wizard in communication solutions around the world. One number, one world. For information, aphelos.world or aphelos.com. Welcome to the world of Aphelos.